It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 23. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the Go Gopher Podcast. I'm really excited for this week's show, even more so than usual. We're going to talk to former Gopher men's basketball player Al Nolan, who is now impacting his hometown of Minneapolis in an awesome and incredible way. And there are ways our Go Gopher Podcast listeners can help, so stick around to listen. Al Nolan was a star player at Minneapolis Patrick Henry High School and was a four-year player for the Golden Gophers from 2007 through 2011. He's now helping mentor boys and girls through the Al Nolan Foundation and his Academy of Excellence. It's an amazing program that will start its second year next month. Al's an inspiration to the young people in his hometown, and I know you'll be inspired to hear his story and hear how he is making things better in the community. And yes, we'll also throw it back and remember some of the really good Tubby Smith teams that Al played for. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony loves Golden Gopher basketball. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast as well. It's free to click the subscribe button and you can listen at any time. You can also go back to listen to our previous podcast. That includes last week's podcast, which showcased Big Ten sports writer Scott Docterman from The Athletic. He was talking about Big Ten football. I'd also invite you to offer feedback on our podcast or share or retweet links to the Go Gopher podcast so others can find out about the podcast and they too can listen for free. When we come back, we have former Golden Gopher basketball player Al Nolan and his important story. But first, a word from Tony. Hey Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm Show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900. Or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophers. It's episode number 23, the Go Gopher podcast. Welcome back. Mike Grimm with you, and it's our pleasure to welcome to the Go Gopher podcast here for episode 23, former Golden Gopher guard Al Nolan, a Minneapolis native. He played for the Golden Gophers uh, from 2007 to 2011. We'll talk about uh, some of his playing days here in a little bit, but uh, first of all, we want to find out what he's up to now, and he's got some really exciting, impactful things coming up here in the summer, Uh, so uh, we're excited to hear about it. And first of all, Al, it's always good to see you yeah mike thank you for having me it's awesome to see you as well you know it's been a while yeah we occasionally will see you at a, at a ball game we'll have you on spencer and i will have you on at halftime and you'll give us an update but uh, not everybody listens all the time so tell everybody what you're up to nowadays you think about that 2011 was your final year which we'll talk about of course at that, that uh, crazy injury which uh, which uh, kind of if you know basically ended your college career and uh, thwarted that season a little bit but uh it's 10 years 12 almost 11 years 
years ago now. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, time flies. It doesn't even seem like that long, you know. Um, and, and and like you were saying, you know, I've, I've been back on campus a few times. It's like things have really changed around there. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just amazing to see. Yeah. Have you seen the new Athletes Village and the new basketball facility? Yeah, I was fortunate, um, I, I believe, uh, two years ago to take a couple of my students down uh, and get a tour of those facilities. It was amazing. I mean, it, it has to be one of the top five in the country, you know, the way they set it all up. You know, I, I wish they had that back when I played. <laughs> well, I know another guy. Well, I'll ask you about Tubby here in a minute, but Tubby Smith was your head coach, and he talked about that often, the importance of, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just not very convenient to practice all the time, and now it is, and um, hopefully the uh, the rewards will be uh, soon to come under Ben Johnson, which, again, we'll talk about that. Uh, so you're up to what nowadays? Uh, your playing days were done. I know you had a stint over seas for a little bit and kind of take us uh, through uh, what you're up to now and kind of how you got to to where you are now uh yeah so you know i i played overseas a bit um czech republic uh germany played in the d league for a course a uh, brief you know brief second and then um i started a career in education uh so i was working as a seventh grade dean of students um bounced around to a couple schools and uh, as of late, I've, I've just, you know, recently started uh, the Allen Foundation, uh, which is support support at risk youth um, and particularly, uh, you know, low income neighborhoods. You know, my neighborhood in Minneapolis is what I started uh, the focus of targeting uh, first and foremost with summer programming, um, you know, where it's, it's basketball centered. It's called the Academy of Excellence. Um, and like I said, it's, it's basketball center where we're reeling the kids in with some athletics and then we're able to feed them some different things and inform the classroom pieces surrounding, you know, social and emotional learning, uh, wellness and nutrition. So, you know, they, they, they understand the importance of a diet and how that, you know, can attribute to your learning or your mood or your behavior um, and also financial literacy um, and just some, some different things um, surrounding some, some other uh, key, key elements, I think, that will help them to be successful in everyday life. What has kind of driven you into that area? Uh, you know, being a Minneapolis guy, and I know you take a lot of pride in that. Is that kind of the the impetus to that? Yeah, you know, I, I, growing up, you know, I played for you know um, the legend coach Larry McKenzie, who, who's now at, at Minneapolis North, and he was huge on that uh, in high school with study hall uh, for us, and, and just really disciplined. Then also when I got to University of Minnesota. Um, you know, I didn't have good study habits, and I know Coach Smith and, and the rest of the staff did a great job of supporting me there. Um, you know, I, I had my my pitfalls while I was there, but was able to, to turn it around. Um, however, I, you know, after being there and having those struggles, I, I, I understood the importance of having these habits. And, and also, when I got to school, I was surrounded by a lot of other students and peers who already had developed those habits and had been groomed, um, you know, for going to school and, and to be ready to be successful. And so, you know, I was like, man you know, I really need to go back to my neighborhood and, and, and we really need to, um, you know, feed these kids this knowledge and give them the information and instill these values and these habits in them in order for them to be successful uh, in whatever, you know, dreams or goals they, they look to pursue. Because um, right now they, you know, they really don't, they're really not getting it. And I know also it's hard because there's a lot more going on to life. Uh, so sometimes it's hard to focus on, you know, what people may seem uh, as like, you know, secondhand nature of the basic things. Yeah, and young people are dealing with so much now, and and you know I'd have to say probably particularly kids in in Minneapolis. There's been so much here in the past couple of years with social unrest and inequity, and uh, you know different things, and then on top of it, you know probably some economic challenges in certain areas. And um, sure. you know I, I'm guessing that's part of what you're uh, pushing here too to to help, as you mentioned, some of the things that maybe you wish you had known uh, back in the day, and 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 get these kids you know uh, an opportunity to uh, to 
learn, and I also think it probably helps to hear it from you. You're a guy that uh, you know that played at the U, that that can tell about an experience playing in the G League or playing pro hoops, and um, you know whether it's basketball or some other vehicle to to, to learn from. Yeah, absolutely, and that's one you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's huge because I I am those kids, and you know, like I said, my my path wasn't straight. You know, I, I had a, a ton of pit, pitfalls. I had a, a ton of my adversity overcome, uh, which only you know helped me to build resilience and helped me to become you know a better human being. And so you know, I can I can talk to speak to it firsthand. You know, I, even some of my students, you know, I tell them about you know these different pitfalls and I had, and I try to preach them about what they need to do academically. I can go online and pull myself up and say, hey, you can read an article about me being academically ineligible. I'm not lying to you. I've been there. I've done it. Um, I'm able to sit here now in front of you and tell you and kind of guide you and help navigate. A lot of times um, I have to show them, you know, that article because, you know, they, they just see the finished product uh, and they don't understand that it took a lot of work and it took a lot of, you know, support and mentors. And like I said, you know, I had great, you know, uh, counseling at the University of Minnesota. I told them, you know, putting in 10 hours of study hall every day and, uh, you know, counselor just called me, making sure I was, you know, handling my business and had everything organized. So, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely a great example uh, due to, you know, me going through those different, you know, overcoming, you know, those different challenges. I, I remember that that 2010 season where, you, and you mentioned it. So I'll I'll follow up if you if if you're comfortable talking about it and helping uh-huh. share that story. Um, 2010, you're um, you got a good team going, and then you were ac- pronounced academically ineligible. And I, I didn't hear it, but I'm sure there were people like, boy, boy, Al's ineligible. You know, is he going to, you know, is he going to make it here at the U? Uh, not right. only then is you, you flip it because not only do you make it, you, you play then the next year until a, a, a bad injury, um, but you get your degree and now you're, uh, you know, contributing to the community. What would you take from that? What Was that a turning point for you, do you think, in your life maybe? I mean, even bigger than basketball, that, 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 time you went through in 2010 yeah absolutely and you know going into school um you know i was i was on the edge of of not even qualifying and possibly having to go juco so you know i was able to get in and like i said i was given a plan of you know extensive plan of what did i need to do uh you know and during my time a a lot of guys don't understand division one basketball is a job it's not you know once you get there you got to strap your boots up and and, and get to work and really the focus is on basketball and so um you know not not only was I struggling in the classroom but also struggling on and off the court and um dealing with some different things which I think is great now that uh you know colleges and professional teams are getting mental health support for the athletes because I think it's huge when you're trying to balance school balance the social life and then also balance basketball which is is really a job in college uh and, you know, so going through that and then being academic eligible and kind of just having to, to, to that to be a tough pill to swallow uh, and, and, and dig myself back out the hole definitely uh, created fire in me. And so then coming back that senior year, you know, we're we're off and rolling. We, we beat North Carolina. They were ranked eighth in the country. Had um, when I counted like six or seven guys that were drafted and still a couple playing in NBA right now. Uh, you know, beat West Virginia, win the Puerto Rico Classic. We're ranked 13th in the country. We're at all-time high. Um, and then the next thing you know, you know, I break my foot. And it's like, oh, man, we were having, you know, a great, great senior year. And so uh, so a lot of those things, if, if you don't let them, you know, deter you and just, you know, knock you, you know, take you completely out, can definitely build character um, in you. So, so for you to move on in life and, and to be able to handle different situations that life will throw at you. 
What's the reaction you get uh, maybe if you see a young person going through some struggles and you can share that story firsthand? Do, do, do kids kind of open their eyes and say, oh, wow, that's, a, you know, that, that's some inspiration there? Yeah, a lot of the kids I know when I work in the school system, they're like, why are you working in the school system? Why aren't you still playing basketball? You should be in the NBA or, you know, and all those different type of things. And, and I have to tell them, like, hey, everybody, at some point, everybody, you got to come to reality, especially in athletics. You, you're not going to be, you know, 20, 25, 30 yard your life and, and be able to and mobile like that. And so, um, you know, a lot of them really open their eyes uh, because I don't really speak on on my playing career too much around them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if they do find out maybe from a colleague of mine or, or, or see, just happen to see an article or whatnot, uh, they'll ask about it and I'll let them know it. And, and then they're just usually astonished. And then it, it helps to develop a relationship with them a lot more because it's something that a lot of students and kids want to do, especially basketball is extremely popular now. I know people like to say Minnesota is a hockey state, but we got we, we had, we're kind of challenging that with, with basketball around here right now. Yeah, I mean, you look at just what you know the the last couple of drafts, right? Kids not n- not necessarily gophers, hopefully more gophers in the future, but uh, right, right. Kid, kids from from the area, right? Kids from the Twin Cities who are uh, kids from Minneapolis who who have been drafted and 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 now are you right. know play, playing in the league. So there's no question there's been some some uh, progress and 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 also offer some motivation. Um, you mentioned the mental health part of it, and that uh, you know now I find you know, and it, it's come a long way here in just the last few years because I think there was probably some, I suppose, and you can maybe speak to this at at, at a time in which you might have needed some help. Maybe it was an embarrassment to go ask and say, "Hey, I'm struggling here a little bit." Can you share those experiences? One through the the, the 2010 situation we talked about, and then you break your foot and your career is essentially over at the college level. That yeah. couldn't have been easy. Had to be lonely a lot, sitting in a dorm and having to watch your team mates play you know at indiana on tv or what have you absolutely um yeah so you know being being ineligible of course you know it's hard to uh you know ask for help and, and already knowing coming in that i was a, a kid that most people didn't didn't think would make it uh and then for that to come to fruition it was really tough you know it was really embarrassing walking around campus being in class um you know being around my peers you know, I had I had people, you know, being mean to me on social media. I had to shut my social media down. Um, but, but fortunately enough, I was able to, you know, my family rallied around me. Um, coaches rallied around me. The counseling staff rallied around me, my teammates. And, you know, I was able to go hard that summer and come back. And then, you know, as you spoke of, you know, to break my foot my senior year. And then it's kind of like, you know, you're done and, and trying to rehab during the summertime and knowing you're not going to come back to college and really – you know, that, that's where I was getting the best medical attention, um, you know, I had the most support. And so it's kind of like, all right, now you're going off into the real world, um, you know, with this with this injury, not 100 percent and, and kind of having to rehab on your own and figure things out on your own with the agent uh, and, 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 you know, the uncertainty if you're going to play again, the uncertainty of if, if somebody will actually, you know, I got drafted in the G League, but it's like, if they, you know, I got cut because I was on crutches um, during the time when I went to Erie uh, to play for the uh, Knicks D, D League affiliate at the time. And uh, just the uncertainty of it and the ups and downs and trying to deal with it definitely took a toll on me. Uh, however, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty mentally tough. And, uh, you know, you know, playing under Coach Smith, that's that's kind of what, what he preached is, is mental toughness. And so that's a characteristic that he instilled in us uh, that carried over from, you know, from the court into um, the real world. 
And do you see now, I, I think it's much more, uh, I guess it's easier, I think, maybe for athletes. I mean, it's a harder time for athletes, even maybe from a new work, because this social media thing is, um, right. you know, it's pretty toxic at times. And I, I feel for uh, some of the guys and what they have to go through and females as well. And, we, we you know, the women's gymnastics team member over the Olympics and uh, all, you know, just the, the, the pressure that mounts because you feel like, I suppose, the world's caving in on you if something doesn't go right. That said, I think it's become more acceptable to say, hey, I'm not right this particular moment. I might need some help. I'm going to sit out or I'm going to go see somebody. And and I think we've made some progress that way. And I guess I'd ask the question after setting that as a backdrop, um, is that something you try to instill even in young kids too, that, hey, if you need some help, raise your hand. Somebody, you know, is, is going to you know, be there or try to be there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's especially, um, you know, as we spoke about after, you know, the social unrest around here with, you know, the incident with George Floyd and and then also the pandemic. And I know a lot of our students, um, even the University of Minnesota, you went remote, you know, a lot of students went remote. So you're, you're sitting at home in, in those four walls. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, are, are used to the social interaction and coming to school. Uh, a lot of them may may not have the. Re- I know a lot of kids that I work with didn't have the resource, you know, necessarily the resources. Some didn't have internet at home, didn't have the technology, uh, and and then you know some some of the households, um, you know, that they were at wasn't you know wasn't the best. So coming to school was was the most stable environment for them. And so, you know, a lot of them have struggled for these past two years. Um, I struggled myself with you know everything these past couple of years, and so. Just being able to go to them and say, hey, I, I understand you're you know, going through difficult times. However you do, I would love to sit down and would love to provide a space for you to 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 share your emotions and to work through them and to address them. And, and then, you know, myself and, and others can try and help give you some tools on how to manage and how to deal with it uh, and how to cope. And so, yeah, it was, it, it's definitely been, you know, a rough past two years for, for all parties involved. And I think. Uh, it's more important than ever now that that we provide that support for you know not only our kids but adults as well and our athletes um, as as they go through you know these tough times you know with like you said social media at all all, all time high and yeah it's, it's it's a beautiful thing when it's going well but you know you, you lose a game here or there or something doesn't go right you know you got a thousand people coming at you I, I'll t- I'll give you a tab and I'll tell you what what was what was the tough social media back in the or kind of the tough thing back in the day and I used to tell all the guys when they came on team what they should do i said listen the new newcomers i remember telling devon joseph i said man you have to stop reading go for a hole man. yeah the message go boards right yeah yes and, and, and you know and, and, and that was kind of one of the things that guys would love to go to and and sometimes they'll give them a high because they're getting praise and kudos and then sometimes you know bring it you know take them down and bring them low it's just like you know you, you got to keep that that happy medium yeah, for sure. And I've I've always thought too that that and and you know fans are passionate. So from the passion side of them, um, you know you, you got to appreciate that they care. They want the team to win. Um, but what sometimes that fuels some anger when things doesn't go when things don't necessarily go the way that they hope for the Gophers or whatever team they're cheering for. And I think sometimes they think of you guys as players as uh, just these pawns or these robots. Like there's no emotion. It's not a human being. It's a video game. And right, so it's right. easy to punch on a keyboard, you know, Al Nolan uh, this or Blake Hoffarber this or nowadays, you know, whatever, you know, Jameson Battle this and um and and it's and it and it just they sometimes forget. Hey, this is a 19 year old kid, a 20 year old kid who has enough issues going on. They don't need you know half the fan base uh, turning on them. And hopefully we're, we're get, hopefully we get to a point where where there's a, a better happy medium, be a better happy medium because it it does boy it can get toxic. And I can see how a young person could really start. 
um, you know, getting down on, on, on life, Did you, not just about yeah. their game or, you know, themselves, but just life in general. So um, hopefully fans, you know, I, I think we can appreciate the passion, but sometimes you also have oh, yeah. to, you know. Definitely appreciate the go for passion. Absolutely love it. Yeah, but but also you know uh, you know support is so meaningful, right? And 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 yeah, if there's a time to support, it's maybe when a kid's going through a one for twenty two on the three point stripe, and not yeah. you know not uh, you know going on the Twitter or social media or the message boards and saying they should never let him shoot again. How about yeah. hey, you know stick with him or what have you? Anyway, it uh, yeah. you know that that we could probably go a whole hour just on on those things and um, and you're right. I think that was uh, you know it was really kind of starting about the time you guys like Twitter and some of those things. The m- message boards though were big at that point because that was the way fans and it still is. But now you got Twitter where everyone's an expert, right? <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, I was just sitting um, you know, I was I was at uh Damian Johnson's house with him and Trevor McBachman, and we were just sitting down talking about how we're so glad that we're not in the era of social media when we were playing in college because we would have so many issues. Yeah. Um and you know, you you have to you have to, you know, uh, you know, feel sorry to a certain extent for the players at times. And and I mean, you know, there, there's there's the positives to it with the with the new NIL and whatnot, but however I know when I was playing, I, I definitely wanted, wanted to play in this era with all this social media and having, yeah. you know, this access and, you know, just, you know, just eyeballs on you and everyone talking about you and, and just new cycle 100 miles an hour. Uh, that would have been diff- definitely uh, difficult for myself. Yeah, because, it you know, uh, people just don't want to accept that human beings occasionally might make a mistake, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Every now and then there's a mistake made. There's no And there's no need sometimes just to jump it. There's no need to point it out. People know when they mess up. Exactly, especially college college students. You know, it's gonna happen. Sure. They're, gonna, they're gonna do some dumb things. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, no doubt. Well, hey, tell us about the Al Nolan Foundation uh, and and when it started and and kind of how you've progressed into uh, being a factor and an impact now in Minneapolis. Absolutely. So um, I started it uh, last year. Um, so the Al Nolan Foundation is it was obviously the foundation, and then. Uh, the program under the umbrella of the Alamo Foundation is called the Academy of Excellence. And so the Academy of Excellence is a five-week summer program, uh, four days a week, four hours a day. Um, as I said before, so we do, um, you know, basketball skills and drills. So we're working on ball handling, working on some shooting. And then also, you know, we're, we're introducing, you know, some two-on-two, three-on-three to also help teach our, our young kids how to, you know, pass, cut, screen, just like the basics as we, you know, watched with the NBA Finals and Steph Curry and that and the Warriors team moving, you know, moving around. And just, you know, I, I love working with the younger generation. So, um, you know, it's aimed at third through eighth grade boys and girls. And so, like I said before, we go five weeks through the summertime and it's just, uh, I think, a, a important space during that time where they're, you know, fresh out of school, you know, give them a little bit of time off, but then to kind of fill that gap in for them. And we also, you know, feed them twice a day. I was able to partner with uh, Minneapolis Public Schools food distribution. So we get breakfast and lunch every day for the kids and then also give them a stack snack to take home. So uh, making sure they're, they're getting those nutritious meals as well. And then I have a, a couple um, um, financial institutions in the area that are going to come over and do some financial literacy. I had a, a licensed school um, psychologist, Jasmine Page. She's actually a graduate from uh, the University of Minnesota. She was able to come through and, and, and facilitate some some small group circles and some some restorative circles, you know, um, talking about community, school, ball, um, goals, uh, you know, some positive affirmation activities. So just trying to be a well-rounded program and, and, and give the kids 
you know, what they want, obviously basketball training, but also at the same time, sneak in some things here and there for them uh, to, to bite and chew on and, and that they will take with them moving forward um, into the school year after the program is over. Wow, that is so cool. Um, and, and in terms of the academy, then you said it's four days a week and for five weeks. And is it the, the, so like, is it a group of kids comes in one day or is it the same group comes in every day? So same group coming in every day. It's, you know, it's almost like summer school. You wow, know that's I mean? awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, last year was our first year. Um, this year uh, will be our second year, obviously. And we'll be right over here at uh, off Broadway at, at Logan Park in northeast Minneapolis. Um, not, actually not too far from campus. And so, you know, we're hoping to try and get some gopher basketball players over there to, uh, you know, facilitate some program relief. It's not against the compliance rules, so of course I'm going to check with that. Uh, and yeah, so it, it was going great, and, and, and you know, I, I feel like the kids have loved it. Um, we had a good turnout. We had about 50 kids sign up last year, about solid 25 coming every day. Um, and they seem to enjoy it. Parents love it. Uh, we only charge $25 to, to participate as that was the whole point of starting a foundation is to be able to, um, provide, you know, these services, you know, at a low, low cost, little to nothing, um, for these communities and, and the kids that, uh, may not have the means to, to pay for, you know, all this training and whatnot. Cause it's, it's really popular. A lot of kids love basketball. Um, and, and a lot of kids are getting involved and, and it's also an opportunity in particular, too, is, is to make it multicultural. We got a lot of different, different cultures, different backgrounds. Um, kids coming from different, different areas in, in the state to all can participate in the gym and, and get to know one another um, and, and just work together and build. And, and something that's extremely important to me, uh, as you spoke of before, you know, Blake Hallparker, I played with him uh, what, two years AAU prior to even coming to the University of Minnesota, uh, and so that was huge for me to be able to play like guys like himself. Um, and, and to be able to develop those relationships and get to know him. And, you know, we came from, you know, two totally different places. And then, you know, we, we continue to still have a, a, a close-knit relationship to this day. You know, we take it back and forth. Um, and he supported the foundation as well. So so it's just something that I, I, I want to build, and I think it's really important, especially during this time, to, to get these kids uh, not only basketball training, but all of these other different qualities as well to help them become well-rounded young people. So I, I think one of the cool aspects, you mentioned maybe some former Gophers, you've got some financial uh, nuggets and everything else, but I, uh, to, to be able for kids, and as we've talked about, maybe some financial challenges for some of these families to, to get you know uh, some meals, a breakfast and a lunch while you're getting basketball skills, that might be as important as any of, of anything you're doing as part of this academy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a, a lot of kids, I know even particularly myself when I was a kid, you know, a student, um, young know, with my mother, you know, I relied on those school meals every day, you know, breakfast and lunch. Those those were huge to me uh, because as I got home, sometimes, you know, we, we were scrambling trying to find out, you know, figure out what we were going to eat. And so I think it's huge, you know, during the time that they're out uh of school that uh you you know you have somebody coming to provide that support where the the our scholars and their families you know know like hey when they, when they go to the academy of excellence we know he's going to be fed breakfast and lunch and so that's something we don't have to worry about they can even get snack afterwards uh and, and so you know we're just trying to make sure we support them in, in all all facets and, and as, as much as possible um during these difficult times who um is eligible or who do you target for this in terms of uh, kids you want to want to help um, so usually I target low-income families, and so you know I have a, a you know a registration page that they fill out and with a bunch of different questions, um, and, and kind of go from there. And then also uh, trying to recruit kids from the North Minneapolis area. I'm, I'm trying to work on um, 
getting into Minneapolis Public Schools and developing a partnership with them as as I'm a product of the school. And then also, you know, someone who uh, worked in Minneapolis Public Schools and, and also now uh, that they can look to and say, hey, it's a success story. And so, you know, like you spoke about earlier, I'm somebody that can speak to the plight and the journey. And I think that's important. And so just trying to target those kids in Minneapolis Public Schools in the North Minneapolis uh, area in particular, and then also in low income areas. But um, you know, we're not turning any kids away. Uh, you know, we, we love, you know, for all kids to be a part of it. Cause as I said before, I think it, it, you, you need, you know, high achievers as well. You need kids coming from, coming from the suburbs as well to just balance it all out so that they can learn from each other and, and get to understand each other and, and, you know, develop compassion and teamwork and, and just, you know, learn how to work together and how to build. Uh, and, and, and then of course, I'm sure, um, both parties can share, you know, different, different characteristics, you know, that, that can help, help one another that, you know, they may have not have known or, or, or may have, you know, haven't developed just yet, but, but, you know, coming to the Academy and being a part of it and hearing, you know, each scholar's story is, is something that I think is huge. And I've even had them, them talk to me about like, Hey, you know, coach, Al, we, we, we kept up with so-and-so over TikTok over the summertime and, and we can't wait to go. Why, why does it have to start in July? Why can't it start in June? So, and they've developed, you know, relationships that I'm sure are going to continue to grow, especially as we talk about social media, it's so easy, you know, to communicate. So uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it this summer. Yeah, that's amazing. Great stuff. So if uh, we probably don't have any third to eighth graders listening to the Go Go for podcast, but I bet we have some sports fans who are moms and dads or grandpa and grandmas who may have some kids or grandkids that uh, hey, my kid might be a, a fit for this. If so, how can they at least get info uh, to to uh, to find out if they are a fit and and maybe uh, have their uh, uh, son or daughter or granddaughter or grandson enrolled? Yeah, so they can just go to um, uh, foundation dot com. So my name, you know, www.alnolan, Nolan with the e, yep. uh, foundation or dot org. Excuse me, foundation dot org, and all the information will be there um, where they can look at the programs and the different description of the program, and then also, um, you know, some some video from the program, some stories that were written up on the program, and then also there's a registration page as well. Uh, if they're excited. And then, you know, with being a foundation, we, we love in-kind donations. Uh, anybody want to give us tips to resources? I know, you know, I've been down at the University and we have some some great people down there that are looking to support with providing bikes. You know, I'm looking to get the kids that are close in the area, some transportation. So I was like, hey, I'll provide you a bicycle. You want to ride your bike, you know, a couple blocks here, back and forth. It's a great way for physical activity. And then also you can keep the bike uh, once the program is finished. Uh, and then it'll give you, you know, some, you know, way to, to move around. Uh, in the neighborhood. So, uh, yes, we, we would love for, for anyone to, if, if they have any kids, third, eighth grade boys or girls that would be interested in, in, in getting them in the program, just visit out on the foundation.org. And if you know, you want to support in any type of way, uh, we would love that as well. If you want to send a, just a letter of encouragement, you know, we, we would be open to that. So, uh, all support is welcome. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're right, Al Nolan with an E N O L E. And it took me about two years on my boards when I was doing your games on the radio to spell your name, your last name right. I for years had uh, spelled it N O L A N. And oh, he's wow. an E. Yeah, very good. But we got it. We got it right now. You know, we're we're, we're doing got well it. that way. But um, you you led into my next question there a little bit. If there's also somebody listening that maybe doesn't have a a son or a daughter of that age, but has has been inspired by your story here and listening to this, um, either hey, I'm want to support it financially, as you mentioned, or maybe it's somebody in the community that said, I want to come and talk to these kids. I think I can Absolutely. offer some wisdom somehow. Um, is it the same way, just get in touch through the webpage? 
Yep, yep. Just go to the webpage, and then there's a contact me um, on the slot where you can connect with me and send me your information. We can set up a time for you to come by. Um, you know, if it's something where you want to, you know, it's like, hey, I, I have some 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 resources that I think would be great for the kids, whether it be basketballs, uh, some t-shirts, shoes, um, food, uh, whatever the case may be, equipment that that you know they think you know could be could help us to um, we could use during our skills and drills. Uh, like I said before, you know, this is only our second year. So we we'll, we'll definitely would we'll love any type of support uh, out there, go for nation that we can get. Yeah, I just think it's so cool. This is a five-week program, four days a week. Meals are served. They're learning basketball. They're learning some life skills. I mean, um, you know, it, it's just it's just pretty cool, that's for sure. Uh, it's called the uh, Academy of Excellence, the Al Nolan Foundation, alnolanfoundation.org for info. I know you also had a program, I was looking through some stuff called the Men of Integrity. Can you tell us a little about that? And is that something that's maybe uh, got a future, too, that you'll have some more of those? Yeah, so the Mini Integrity was a program I started when working, um, you know, working in education, working school, after school program, is, and really, um, it's it's what inspired me as well to start the foundation. Uh, you know, working in education, I, I was able to learn a lot of different things. Um, you know, a little bit of educational jargon and some some practices that that I, I decided to say, hey, I'm gonna pair this with basketball. It's like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm well versed in basketball and I do basketball skills and training. But I'm also learning the other educational side and educational piece as, as far as like restorative practices and whatnot. And so I wanted to pair the two together. And so Minimum Integrity is what, what we're looking to do um, following the summer program, which will be an after school program. And so that's um, what I mentioned, whether we're going into the schools, you know, uh, one day a week and sitting down and, and, and communicating with the kids where it's like, hey, we're following up on your participation, um, your grades, your behavior. Uh, and your attendance in school, and then we're sitting down and, and having a conversation about it, and then we're also just following up and making sure you're handling your business and connecting with your teachers. And so that's something I want to do following the Academy of Excellence to continue to support the kids through those seven months during the school year, whether it be them coming back to the park or um, Minneapolis allow me to come in once once a week to facilitate small circles and connect with the kids. Yeah, man, that's that's a, that's awesome as well. Uh, one other quick note, I think, is as, as I was looking through some of the materials as well, um, it, you know, and it, you mentioned it's it's already pretty inexpensive. The uh, the academy at twenty five dollars, but while twenty five dollars may not sound like a lot to me, for some families that might be too much. You have you have some scholarships and you have some funding that if yep. someone can't Sorry. afford the twenty five, you're not going to turn a kid away if he's eligible and wants to come no not at all you know so it, it, it's you know like i said it was um 25 dollars of scholarships are available um you know we had over 50 percent uh of our scholars last year that were on scholarship um so like i said before we want to offer it to low cost and, and that's why i made it you know created a foundation uh because i was doing a lot of basketball skills and drills and programming but i said to myself I said, how do i get uh, provide these services in my community for low cost and still be able to garner resources to be able to do it efficiently and for you know them to really get the experience that they deserve, uh, although they may not have you know the financial capability of it. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's twenty five dollars. Um, however, we we offer scholarships, uh, so please do not be discouraged at all um, by the twenty five dollars. 
Yeah, it, I mean, obviously a great price, but obviously uh, still, uh, if, if someone needs help, there's there. Uh, what yeah. about your upbringing uh, in Minneapolis? I also think of like Tyler Johnson, who you, you two are two of my favorite guys to, to watch play and compete. And the pride I remember, uh, he still has, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer, the receiver, who was also a pretty darn good basketball player in his day. Um, uh, what, what is it about when I watch you guys? And the, it's a different kind of pride, I think, than you see from some other places and other uh, kids maybe that come from different places. What is it about Minneapolis that you and a Tyler Johnson, I know there's many others, I shouldn't single you guys out, but they, they you two stand out to me in terms of we want to help Minneapolis. Yeah, you know, I, I believe just, just historically, um, you know, as far as athletics, Minneapolis sometimes has been left out. Uh, there's been a lot of guys picked up from, from a lot of the suburbs and rural areas, you know, and, and Minneapolis has been left out. And we have a lot of really great athletes in Minneapolis. And, and you know, once you're able to get that, that opportunity to go play for the University of Minnesota, I mean, it's like, you know, you can't take that for granted. And so uh, just being able to, to get the scholarships like, hey, you know, I, I really had to, first of all, take pride in my city and then take pride in and, and being offered this. And so every day it, ha- it is going to be a grind every day. I'm going to put in a hundred percent effort and, and then, you know, ha- help the fans in the nation and, and, and your teammates understand how much it means to you and how much pride you take in being a gopher and, and being from the state. I mean, it, it's huge to be from the state of Minnesota and then play for the, for the university of Minnesota. And I try to tell kids that all the time, there's nothing like playing at home. Um, even after once you're done playing, you know, there's still so many people that come up to you and, and talk to you and, and, you know, talk about the gopher years and, it, and it's just it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so um, I think that that's just the difference of, of kids that, that come from Minneapolis. You know, they're um, historically have been overlooked. And so, if, you know, when they you know happen to get the opportunity to play at the U, it's, just, it's amazing. It's like, hey, we don't really want to take it for granted. We really want to show and prove that, you know, more kids from from the Minneapolis area um, you need to just take a second look. Yeah, well, it's been fun to watch you guys for sure. Um, you mentioned Blake, um, and I know you are close with some others. You've mentioned Trevor and Damian as well. Um, how many of those guys from from your days gone by do you still stay in touch with and get together with? And I don't even know. Do you still play some pickup ball with? Maybe. Yeah. So I, pickup ball? No, I don't play anymore pickup ball. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I've hung it up officially. Um, but yeah, Trevor and Damian. You know, I, I'm 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 I get together with those guys pretty often. You know, obviously they're they're into the athletics world and high schools. I know Trevor's at Eden Prairie and Damien's over at Benil St. Margaret. And so, uh, you know, I go out and check out their games. I was able to go watch. Uh, they actually, their actual teams played last year. Benil played uh, Eden Prairie at Eden Prairie. And I was able to go out there and check those guys out and then, you know, go sit with Damien and Trevor and, and hang out with, with those guys at their house and just, you know, just chat about life and things moving forward. And, you know, I'll, I'll give Blake a call um, and, and talk to him, especially when I, I reached out to him about my foundation. We had a good conversation and he's a huge supporter as well um, and whatnot. So those typically are the guys that, that I've been, you know, able to run into and close to. There's even some some uh, some former managers, uh, Tyler Bewine and, and, and Andre, uh, who coach. I know Tyler's at, at Blake. The uh, Blake, I believe they call it, and, and then um, um, Andre's out at, at Mount West Tonkin. They actually made it to the state tournament this year. Yeah, uh, and they they played Damien's team. So you know, we're, we're the Gopher Gopher connection is strong around here. So I really you know stay in contact with a lot of the guys, and it's, it's and it's awesome to see. And that's why you know I think it's huge. You know, as much as possible, as, as we try to keep um, our talent in state. And I think you know, Coach Johnson and, and the rest of the staff are going to do a great job. They're already off to a great start on doing that. Yeah, what do you think of uh, Coach Johnson and what you see so far in year one? 
Um, I, I think he's great. You know, I, I feel like the product that they're putting on the floor is awesome. And I know a lot of people um, were really excited about the 10-1 start. And I, I think, uh, you know, that kind of they, – they kind of forgot – that's like, hey, you know, it's Coach Johnson's first year, the staff's first year together. You're bringing in a bunch of transfer guys, for the, you know, and, and that a lot of them haven't played at this level. Uh, and then they're all going to come together and try to play for one year in the bid. Um, it was to be expected. You know, it was, it was the kind of year, um, you know, I actually think they overachieved this year. And I think they brought a lot of excitement, you know, to the barn that, you know, I really didn't expect, to be honest. And, and that's a, a huge credit to Coach Johnson and the staff. Uh, with Coach Thorson and Coach Kempton and Coach Jenkins with with the you know what they were able to do with the team. You could tell they're they're hard nosed, you know, hard nosed coaches. They're, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna play hard. They're never gonna quit. They're gonna be disciplined. And then, you know, what's huge too is Coach Johnson allows the guys to play. You know, he, you know, Jamison Battle was amazing last year. I, right. I see him be a first team all Big Ten this year. Right. Uh with, with the way he played. So um, you know, I, I love I love their style and I love what they're bringing to the University of Minnesota and I love how they're building. And um, I also thought one of the other key elements that they brought into, you know, CTF, uh, you know, where, where they came in and they, and they really, you know, emphasized alumni um, participation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were huge on reaching out to, to you know, us former Gophers and just, you know, you know, extending an arm and an olive branch to just come down and either watch practice or communicate with the team or, you know, connect with Coach Johnson. So and, and I think that's huge as well. So I think they're off to an amazing start and I, I can't wait for this year. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, as they say, season tickets are on sale now, so let's hope that uh, I agree. And the Big Ten was tough last year. I mean, there were some really good teams, and I think it. I mean, it's always going to be tough, but I don't think there's as as high end on the top, which which might give that open door a chance for the Gophers to to sneak through and find their way and claw their way into some contention of some things, maybe postseason or what have you, and then. If you if you can get to that mark, then you set that as the base and continue to try to you know move up the food chain in the league because it's hard. I remember talking to Fred Hoiberg. You know he's struggling at um, you know the former Timberwolves player. He's struggling at Nebraska a little bit. And talking with him in the pregame, he's like, "Man, this is a hard league to rebuild. Uh, it, there, there's so many good teams. Who are you jumping right? And so maybe this is the year that you know it's not so top heavy that you can crawl uh, ahead of a few people and hope that uh, you keep them under you and you maybe can you know crawl your way up a little." higher you know yeah yeah and I, and I think this this year you know for them in particular they're you know last year they, they had a good backcourt they had a really good backcourt um however they were lacking in the front court and yeah. so I think this year with, with bringing it for real pain I think he's going to have a, a much greater impact than people think you know yeah. um, I've seen a couple highlights of them and whatnot and I was extremely impressed and I'm like okay well you get this kid down to the U get him in that weight room you know because it's already you know it seems like he got him he has a nice build to himself and, um, you know, you were able to plug him out there with the, along with Darson Garcia, Darson Garcia and, and Jamison Battling, and you have a, a more sustainable front court, you know. And then, then the guard play, of course, I'm, I'm sure is going to be top-notch uh, with Coach Johnson being a former guard. But then, you know, you just add that, that front court element, which I think they were missing in, in kind of um, – which, which is what separated the good teams in the big last year from the teams that were kind of at the lower tier at the bottom of – uh, of the conference, and so you know, I'm just I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to it. And I mean, Darcy Garcia, he's felt almost all, almost all, all was he all American? I believe. Yeah, he was Mc, he was McDonald's All American as a yeah. as a high schooler. So, yeah. so that's going to be huge. And then you know, him and Jameson Battle playing side by side. Uh, and then, like I said, throwing Pharrell in there, and, and, and then the rest of the week, Braden Carrington, he's a sharpshooter coming in. 
um, from Minnesota. So it, it, I'm really excited for this year. And I feel like, you know, they'll do really well. Um, and, and it'll be a whole uh, different style of game once we have, you know, some, some bodies down there uh, um, in the post. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think what, what Ben and his staff did, too, was kind of establish, even if they didn't win a lot of games, although 13 and 17, as you said, you know, that, that, that might be overachieving, you know, but they established the identity. And I think that is so important right. at a place, right, like Minnesota. Here's how we want to play. Fans can get behind it. Because I did think the fans were, were really supportive, even through some, mm-hmm. you know, some tough tougher games. Right. Although this team didn't get blown out much. And um, there were close games, and that's yeah. that's the other thing. You know, they played hard and they kept it close. There were just some times where you could just tell, like, hey, these other teams have more talent on the floor, and, and we got to realize we, we got guys coming from, um, you know, the D2 and, and other, you know, different entities. And not to say that those guys weren't good players, however, you know, stepping into the big yep. for one year under Coach Johnson is tough. But like you said, they, they, they built a nice foundation. And now we understand what the product's going to be like on the floor. We know what to expect from our players. And once we're able to bring in more talent, it's, it's really going really to show. It's really going to show. Well, I can't have Al Nolan on my podcast without asking him about uh, the uh, University of Louisville and the University of Minnesota, the uh, Arizona Cardinals football stadium. Oh, yeah. um, Tubby Smith coaching against Rick Patino. By the way, Rick Patino had a young assistant on that team named Richard Patino. Um, I interviewed, <laughs> and it's funny, I interviewed Richard. Um, uh, in that pregame show, because Rick Patino wouldn't do the opposing radio, and their sports information guy said, "We'll give you Richard Patino." I'm like, "Who the hell's Richard Patino?" Right, and right, as it turned right. out, you know, two or whatever, how many years later, he was the head coach here, and um, uh, and uh, you know, I as you you may or may not know, I, I loved working with Richard. I loved working with Tubby. I've been lucky in terms of the coaches to work with. So uh, I was actually just texting. I hadn't talked to Richard in a while, and was texting with him a a little bit ago. Uh, oh, maybe I don't know, two three weeks ago about some other stuff. But it was. Um, he, he's enjoying his time in New Mexico. That said, that was a sidebar. I remember that game. Uh, I, I think that game was the difference maker in terms of when you looked at the resume, that's how you guys got into that tournament, into the NCAA tournament, because Louisville ended up being the number one overall seed that year, and you guys beat them. And it was, I, I'll never forget, I mean, Tubby just kept calling. I don't know what the play was, but it was basically a 1-4 flat. You were out front. You scored 18 points in a football stadium, yeah. man. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was an amazing game, you know, and we went in, we were really fired up, and uh, and obviously, you know, um, you know, Coach Patino led team from Louisville, you know, we knew what time is, we knew what, what the tradition was, and, and we knew, you know, I believe those guys were ranked top 10 at the time, and, and they had a whole bunch of NBA talent. Uh, I was a sophomore, we were a younger team, it was our second year under Coach Smith, uh, and so, you know, we just went out there, played hard, executed the plan, and, and as you said, as the game dwindled down, Coach allowed me to just try, try and drive and create um, and I was able to get a couple guys open, able to get to the free throw line and hit some free throws. And, um, man, I couldn't believe we and, – and I think back on that, too, we had Muhammad Ali was sitting uh, front row as well at the game. And I, for, I forget all about that as well. But, uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a turning point, and that was definitely, um, you know, our, our you know, real, real uh, I guess – I can't even think of the word right now, but it was the game, like yeah. you said. That was the marquee win of the year, right? Marquee yeah, win to yeah. propel us into the NCAA tournament. Um, and as you said, they, they ended up being the number one seed. So that, that was, you know, one of the best games of my career uh, and a memory that I'll, that I'll never forget, uh, being able to beat Louisville. And it was awesome, you know, as, as Coach Smith, you know, used to coach under Coach Patino, so, you know, we wanted to win for him. We're like, man, it's your form, you know, your former yeah. boss. Let's, let's get them out of there, Coach Smith. <laughs> and so we were able to do it. Um, and it was exciting. It was awesome. Yeah, he wanted that win. What was it like playing for a Tubby Smith? 
I mean, it was, you know, it was, it, it was great. It was, uh, it was tough though. He, you know, he's an older coach, so he was, you know, for sure team oriented, which which most coaches are. But he was kind of like, hey, everybody, same shoes, no arm sleeves, no headbands, <laughs> uh, you know, no extra jargon, you know. So he was, you know, it's just like playing for your granddad, where it's like no nonsense, uh, you know, nothing good happens after twelve o'clock. We have have practices at seven a.m. in the morning. Uh, and I, I, I believe a lot of guys won't be able to handle that these days. But however, I was uh, very appreciative uh, because it helped us develop, you know, into good, you know, young men. And he For developed sure. a lot of character into us. And then also he's, he's historical. He's a legend, you know, yeah. uh, Kentucky just retired, you know, retired. I guess we call it his jersey, but, you know, hung him up in the rafters. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to play for a legend like like himself and, and, and then to learn from him and him to you know push you every day to your limit and, and, and want you to be not only the best player on the floor, but also, you know, be the best version of yourself off. It was amazing. And, and you know, I can't thank him enough. And, and, you know, during the time, of course, I had my disagreements with him and, I, you know, uh, being a point guard, he was on my tail all the time. And my teammates would say the same thing, like coach was the hardest on you. But however, it comes with the territory as a point guard. Uh, and so, you know, I, I kind of struggled with adjusting to his style uh, as, you know, coach. But at the same time, it, it was it, it fit me. You know, I was a defensive guy. I wasn't a scorer. And so he was all about, hey, go out there, play hard, D, get the guys involved. And I'm like, perfect. That's right up my alley. Uh, and, and so it allowed me to excel in my position as well. So I'm, I'm extremely thankful for him. Yeah, he was uh, and and is. I mean, I know he just retired, but uh, when I would observe you guys in practice, and um, he was as as nice of a guy as you'd ever want to meet off the court, right? Like you'd sure, see him in the sure. hallway and at his office. But man, was he was he a demanding dude when he got on the court, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, he he's smiling at you, but but when when those doors close, when it's practice time, he gets intense. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, he was no nonsense, and he was you know he was all about working hard. Uh, um, and and you know like I said, that's what helped us. We if I didn't break my foot my senior year, we would have went to the NCAA tournament yeah. three out of the four years right. during my time, you know my time span there. Um, like I said, we were we were ranked thirteenth in the country, and even even till then. It, it took to the very last couple of games where, you know, we were still in the hunt, yep. you know, even, even, you know, after all of that. Uh, and so he, he brought a lot to the university of Minnesota. I, I, you know, sometimes I, I think that, uh, you know, people didn't really understand with, with him being who he was as well was like, it wasn't hard to recruit Minnesota because it's like, Hey, it's coach, coach Smith is here. So, you know, a lot of the kids are like, Hey, I want to play for the legendary Tubby right. Smith. So I'm not even going to look anywhere else. It's not going to take that much. I believe, during my time, we had like, I remember having like six or seven, seven, six, seven or eight guys from Minnesota in the yeah, rotation. For sure. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. And so, um, yeah, yeah, he, he was awesome, you know, playing here. And, and uh, I hate how things ended for him here. Um, but however, you know, I was grateful and, and thankful to play for him. And I also, you know, thank Coach Monson for even recruiting me because I was actually his recruit. Right. Um, and then Coach Smith came, um, and you know, I, I, I uh, by the time I got there, Coach Smith was was a coach by that time. But yeah, Coach Smith was an awesome guy, man. And, and, but but that's not to say it, it wasn't easy at all. You know, he he was extremely demanding. Um, however, he just wanted to bring the best out of you, and, and he did that.
Yeah, I love the guy. I love the guy. He was he was so so uh, good. Like I said, just a good dude with a good heart, and his wife Donna as well. And then I'm thinking you mentioned the the Minnesota kids. I mean, he did recruit at a high level, and and uh, you know, Patino ran into this too. Just some dumb luck, some bad luck. You, you know, uh, Al Nolan. You know, you broke your foot, and then I'm trying to think back. There were you know, Devoe decided he wanted to transfer, and some stuff yeah. where you know, uh, Royce White. I mean, think if if he doesn't go sideways here and look at the career he had at Iowa State, if if he figures out a way to keep it going here who knows where that uh, you know where, where you guys would have gone because you're thinking about uh trevor and rodney and al yeah. and you know ralph sampson and blake yeah. and i mean yeah. uh, joe coleman i think you guys crossed right you were on with joe or was he after you i was he was a he was i was a year removed when joe came gotcha well all those you know in terms of all yeah. those guys you know there was um he had he stacked yeah. some talent uh just some Absolutely. some weird dumb luck you know and um had it gone just a, 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 a you know a bit different that's what i uh have told people i haven't told ben this but uh, um if if any program is due some good luck for a run here uh it's minnesota because there's been some look some self-inflicted wounds certainly over that for time sure. but for also sure. also just some dumb stupid stuff that that um, you know, uh, you know, when you're at Minnesota, it's a fight, and if something goes wrong, it can go haywire pretty quickly. So let's hope that uh, let's hope the worm turns with Ben Johnson. But uh, I, it's fun recalling some of those days because there were some really good players that you guys were a part of some good teams. And like you said, it would have been three out of four if you don't break your foot. Poor Blake had to play point guard, uh, right. you know. And uh, and and you're right; it was right up until the last you know basically weekend into the season, you know, or the last couple of weeks that um, just couldn't quite get the thing back on the track there but uh yeah it was fun to watch the the, uh, you guys play that's for sure absolutely thank you well hey um i've kept you too long already a little longer than i said but uh man you've inspired us all It, it just an amazing story um, I hope people are inspired. I hope people, uh, f- you know, can help you out in any way uh, with the Al Nolan Foundation and um, have a great summer camp with these kids. This academy is so cool. Yeah, and and please go for Nation. If you just want to send a, a letter of, uh, you know, just send a letter just to to remind me of who you are, just to remind me about old days. And I would love to hear from everyone. Um, so in my PO box is on my website, alnolanfoundation.org. Uh, and, and as Mike uh, mentioned, please, if, if any support is, is, uh, is definitely needed. Support is needed. Uh, and, and all support is gladly appreciated. Very good. Al, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. There he is, one of our favorites with a great smile as always, Al Nolan. You can go to alnolanfoundation.org to learn more about his awesome program and for ways to help. I hope you enjoyed our conversation on the Go Gopher podcast, episode number 23. The Go Gopher podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Brandon Morton is our producer and technical expert. And again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts. And please be sure to hit the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast right now. It's absolutely free to listen at any time. And share the link on your social media channels. We'll talk again next week.